Davis in the Casa. Oklahoma where the winds come. Sweeping down the plane, twisters blow away your kingdom. Noise from the Sooner State, feel it in your eardrum. Way past the beginning and we are nowhere near done. My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this how I'm fitting. Getting filled up off your hate as if I need it. While your tanks on eating lighter, people say I'd eat it. You didn't know? When I hit the road, dog cities hear me spitting flows. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical. Spiritual, lyrical, miracle, you imbecile. Going harder than a tombstone. Here lies in a method that never saw his doom, though. Joints instrumentally fire, but IQ, yo. Rocking like a Lucifer track, but what do you know? Forward and I can't go back. Welcome all, this is the Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. My name is Mario. I'm with my good co-host, David, and also Josh. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good, Mario. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. Doing good. That's good. I know why you're doing good, but um, we won't get to it just yet. But today, um, you guys ready to have a great guest on tonight? Of course, of course. Awesome. So I will do the pleasure of introducing Ricky Myers. He's an OG supporter of Tulsa Roughnecks slash FC Tulsa. How you doing, Ricky? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Doing Thanks good. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for being on. Well, yeah, um, absolutely. I just said absolutely. And I mean, what are we going to talk about tonight? Are we going to talk about I mean, is this the soccer podcast? The soccer podcast? This is the soccer podcast. Well, All right, here we go. Because you're the guest. Well, I'll give you three good options, man. Um, we could talk about your your story, you know, how you became a supporter. Um, also, why you love um, supporting this team and um, stuff like that. Or we can do a little bit of Premier League talk. And we know you're a Man U fan, so we'll just talk a little bit about that. <laughs> or um we could talk about the team which one do you want to do yeah uh we can uh we can kind of go into both you know man united and also uh you know fc tulsa as well um yeah, yeah let's start with fc tulsa How about sounds that? good with me what i was thinking is i mean man we only have what three months left in the regular season and we only have what 11 games six on six at home five on the road and wow i mean 11 soccer matches in three months so that's you know that's you know it's pretty you know a light schedule for you know three months but uh anyway uh yeah fc tulsa in my opinion has a lot of work to do i like what the new president's doing um i know a lot of uh supporters on you know twitter and, and other social media networks were kind of furious a little bit about the J.J. Williams trade. I understood it. Yes, he is a great goal scorer. He is very well, you know, guarded and very well known in the league, and he does score goals and get open. But we have to think about the future. We may or may not make the playoffs. As Miami won the other night, we are nine points back, which is, uh, what is it, top seven make the playoffs? Is that correct? Yep which is brand new this year, correct? I think the first team gets a first-round bye. Um, yeah. Something yes. like that. Yep. yep. But anyway, long story short, I mean, FC Tulsa has a lot of work to do to get in that last or maybe one of the sixth or seventh spot in the playoffs. They have to win. It is a must-win. Must-win against Miami. I don't think a draw will do it. But if, like, anyone out there is, you know, hoping – I mean, there's 33 points out there to go grab. 11 games, 33 points. Like I said, six home games, five road games. FC Tulsa plays well at home. I think only lost one at home, maybe two. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, they can get some points going and – uh a good win in Miami will uh, will do the trick and will help their playoff push. What do you guys think? Oh, I I fully agree. You know, um, thirty 
did he say 33 points could be achievable, but you know, this league it's any, anybody could win. Yeah. I know later on, you'll be hearing the other podcast we did last week and I made sure I made a good example of why you don't ever vote against another team, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, David, Josh, do you have any comments or questions, uh, comments for Ricky on his question? Not, no, not really. I don't, I, like you said, last week's podcast, I said straight up that we weren't going to make, we weren't going to make the playoffs. So, yeah. Josh is being negative. Um, Oh, come on, Josh. Be positive. You got to think positive. Yep. Ricky, you got to – don't forget that apple doesn't fall far from that tree, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it, it's a big game Wednesday. It is a really big game. And uh, uh, I like watching it. You know, you can watch it on My41, uh, Cox Channel 10, or on ESPN+. Plus. In my opinion, out of the two, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough in Tulsa to have a local channel and also a nationwide channel to watch FC Tulsa, which is amazing, by the way. And But I like to watch My 41. If I can't make it to a home match, I like to listen to David Saunders and Anna Befford, and they do a great job. But also, FC Tulsa has their own uh, away uh, broadcast team. So it's not the home broadcast team of, you know, like, for instance, Miami, that's on the channel, it's FC Tulsa people. So it's, and they talk about FC Tulsa, pro FC Tulsa. It's not all about the other team. So it's, if, in my opinion, I think my 41's the better option. But if you're not, if you're away from town, you can't get on my 41, ESPN Plus is the option, in my opinion. So anywhere you go in the world, you can watch your FC Tulsa. So love it. Well, David, do you have any other questions for Ricky? about the team yeah ricky so you touched a little bit on some movements of the team yeah yeah what 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 do you feel what do you feel was the best move by fc tulsa this year the best move (laughs) yeah i think uh uh there's a couple i would say getting a new president that is very active in the trade market and that is looking to the future and oh i forget oh the coaching change firing michael insian in the middle of the season which has never happened ever i mean i don't i don't think it ever happens it, it, it's always at the end of the season when a firing happens i mean having it happen and then having donovan ricketts uh take over and uh and then also Sam, the new president, making some crazy moves. And, uh, like, J.J. wasn't going to come back. I mean, I had – I mean, we could have kept J.J. He could have scored a lot of goals for us. It would have been great. We may or may not make the playoffs. But Sam's looking to the future. He says, look, we have an asset that we can trade and get more back from it. So we have a guy who's, – who's the new uh, kid? Is it Marcus? Yeah, Marcus Epps. Yeah, Marcus. Um, great player. He hasn't really been scoring a lot of goals, but also I don't know about his minutes. So you can't really – and each team has their own system. He might fit in this system better. So you can't really judge a player like that. I mean, shoot, we could say Man United has Cristiano Ronaldo, and look what he's doing. Like he's not, you know, scoring any goals. When you just look at the stat sheet, is he scoring goals? I mean, I mean, you got to pay the man, right? Because it's Ronaldo. And <laughs> so, I mean, just because you're spending money, you're spending money doesn't mean you're going to uh, make the playoffs and be the best team. You have to have a team that is, you know, great in the locker room, um, works well together and knows the system and uh, plays well within that system. And they all have to be bought in on that system. So I believe Sam and the coaching staff, the current coaching staff, and I don't know what else, Sam, I love it. Sam is a wild card. You know, he says he's done moving stuff, players around. There might be a surprise here and there. Who knows? There might be movement here and there. Um, I don't even think there's a trade. What's awesome about USL, 
I don't even think there's a trade deadline like there is in other sports. I mean, I think there might be like an unwritten trade deadline, but uh, it's not public. I mean, I don't know if yeah, you th- know. there's a there's a deadline. There's a certain I think it's September one where they have to be on the team to be qualified for the playoffs. Okay, so, okay, yeah, September one. All right, I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, it's just this league is is exciting, and uh, oh my gosh, how about Sacramento Republic beating three MOS teams in the Open Cup? I mean, and playing in Orlando, and I believe that game's in September, correct? September seventh. Yeah, September seventh. Yep. Man, I'm telling you, whoever listens, whoever listens to this podcast, I mean, it's going to be on a Wednesday, right? September seventh is on a Wednesday. I mean, get your popcorn ready. I mean, that's going to be. <laughs> I heard a lot of Sacramento fans are heading down to Orlando, and I've been kind of looking at their, uh, you know, social media feeds and. Seems like a lot of people are taking uh, uh, planes down there to uh, uh, Orlando. So it should be a fun match. And I guarantee you, hey, I'm pulling for Sacramento. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yes. Uh, there's, especially after this week, anybody but MLS. Well, yeah. Um, going back on the coach, on the Sam, how do you think um, great in him? I know he hasn't been here that long, probably close to two months now. Um, what kind of grade do you give them? So far, I think it's we don't have enough sample size right now to um, to actually give him a grade, but it's it's really good. He's going in a great direction, and uh, uh, he has a very positive attitude, and he's playing. He looks. He's telling everyone, you know, he's looking to the future with his team. He's looking at everyone's contracts. Not everyone on the team. It used to be if you're on the team. You know, years ago, you were either going to leave and go somewhere else or like one or two people get like a one or two year contract. And that was it. Now it's I mean, these players are probably like, man, this new president needs business. They just traded our best goal scorer. What's he going to do with me? So it's kind of keeping what he's doing is kind of keeping the team on edge and being very competitive. When I heard that he was saying that, you know, the last coach, Michael Ince, and there wasn't really a competitiveness, competitiveness like in practice, and he wanted to change that and making these moves, you know, kind of change that. And uh, I give him an A so far, in my opinion. So um, he's making changes. And in my opinion, we were not going to have J.J. Williams next year. We could have uh, – what I've heard is multiple – you know, we offered him a contract and – he was looking elsewhere to another, probably another contract. And he was going to either take equal or less or maybe more money to go somewhere else. But uh, to get something from him in that trade uh, was uh, a big deal in my opinion. So. But before we go to something else, one thing that I really love, um, one of many things to be honest, but um, man, he actually is doing more stuff off the field than on the field. Yeah, we do have these couple signings that we've had yeah. on the team and a lot of trades, but the next home game, we have dollar beers. For kind of makes me want to get out of my supporter section and go sit in the mid-seat to buy dollar beers, you know? Hopefully it's Listen. not 918 Cerveza, but... <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't knock on that. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. I, I know who I'm buying a six-pack for next time. All right. I like it in that you just pour it in the glass and it, it's a little bit better. It has a better taste to it. Now we can take our um, 2021 um, beer mugs from what? Oktoberfest from last year. Yeah. <laughs> Is, can we do that? Can we take those in? Uh, I'm not suggesting it, but you know, tailgates, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> oh, absolutely. so Ricky. Yeah. So Ricky, um, have you ever seen the movie uh, Groundhog Day? Yes, I have. Okay. So pretend you were in a Groundhog Day situation and you could uh, pick one game that you could repeat over and over again. Again, What game would that be? Oh, the oh, it's going to be a rivalry game. It's FC Tulsa versus Oklahoma City. And I believe it was when Uzo had those two headers within like 10 minutes of the end of the game. Um, 
yeah, you're talking about, I think it was, if we lost, we lost the wrench. If we drew, we lost the wrench. And if we won, we won the wrench. So <laughs> a draw in that game would have give Oklahoma City, like it would have been the point differential and everything that came into play, uh, Oklahoma City would have had yeah. the, the wrench. Yeah. It was that weird year, weird year where they had more uh, home games or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, more, we had more, was, we had more home games, and away goal differential decided it if we tied. Yeah, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, it was a crazy thing. It's like we have to win this game, and mm -hmm. we're down two one, and I'm just like, oh boy, come on, boys, do something. And then boom, the Uzo scored, and then towards the end. Was it an extra time? I believe my memory serves me right. It was an extra time where Uzo scored again, another header. So yeah, you, it, you got Mariano was, screaming Uzo right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's a good memory. That's one that I will not forget. So I got a lot of other good ones, but that one, if I had to live that one over, even though it was a nail biter all the way to the end, it, it was a, I think, if not the best match, like best matches of, you know, FC Tulsa, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the top five in my opinion. Yeah. So. Well, um, we got to ask you, Ricky. So yeah. what year um, did you start supporting the team coming out to watch parties and yeah, just tell us your story of being a supporter, man. Okay. Well, um, let's see here. What year was it? I remember, uh, let's see, hearing about, uh, you know, the Tulsa Roughnecks come to town and the first game was sold out. Well, I remember I was at that time, I had a part-time job, you know, working security at a local bar and, um, and a downtown Tulsa. And, uh, after the game, you know, I was like, Hey, well, what's going on, you know, downtown and what's all the orange for? Oh, that's the new soccer team that we have. Oh, okay, cool. Well, and then, couple of i would say midway through the season my buddy uh jeff boone still one of my best friends today um said hey man um there's a new soccer team in town you want to go and watch they have like dollar beer night i'm like dollar beer night like all right i'll go i mean i'm not really like a you know never been in a live soccer match before so i was like okay cool so i went and i saw the rowdy people over there on the you know, first baseline behind the goal. I'm like, who the heck are they? And I just started learning about soccer. I'm, I'm a new soccer fan, pretty much. Uh, it's like eight-year-old soccer guy. Never grew up playing soccer. I mean, I'm, I played soccer with, you know, cousins just in the backyard every once in a while. But, like, um, really, really competitive, not so much. I, I was raised playing uh, golf and uh, football and basketball and uh running track so i didn't have soccer you know there's not enough time in the day to do five different things so um i just fell in love when we got a team here and realized that it was a professional team not a uh minor league team and i was you know all for it so and uh if there was promotion long story short if there's promotion relegation you know that would be uh that would be so awesome but uh that's that's for another podcast for two or three or four. <laughs> <laughs> I fully agree, Ricky. Yeah. Well, uh, there is something that when I say special guests, I really mean it with you because not only you're a great supporter, also a great fan. Uh, Appreciate it. I have to say the best capo we ever had. Um, but also you are a vet, a veteran, uh, veteran, and really, really appreciate your yes. service that you did for this country. And absolutely, that never gets unturned. You know, we appreciate everything you've done. And thank you so much. Um, I'm not speaking from behalf of everybody else, but for myself, I really appreciate everything you've done for this country. Um, thank you. No yeah. problem. Um, so going kind of back on what David asked you before, I got to ask, man, like, do you miss going to rivalry matches with Oklahoma City or you know, if they're not here no more, you'd be okay. I think for Oklahoma, we need it back. As much as deep inside, we want, 
you know, Bob Funk Jr. and him to fail. But we also we want them to have a team so we can beat them all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. We're not the guys that can pick on anymore. We actually got owners that invest and a, and a president that invests in this club. And, you know, we're a whole lot better product than back then. Oh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope, you know, some people said they're, they're dead after, you know, missing, missing a year. And I guess is the Taft renovations done? I don't know. And then some front office people left and found other jobs. And, but uh, yeah, if they start up again, I mean, when are they going to start, you know, looking for people, um, you know, to fill the roster? Um, do people want to go back to Oklahoma City? Because, you know, uh, they were treated badly. They, the players knew on Twitter before they were told by the ownership or their coach. Like, yeah. they were all shocked. It's like, is that how you really run a program? Like, it's, it's, all, it's, it's embarrassing how that went down. But also, you know, I kind of laughed all day when I heard about <laughs> it. But. <laughs> but, yeah, long story short, I hope they come back because it, it, it only benefit, uh, you know, FC Tulsa and uh, to have a healthy in-state rivalry like that. So, um, yes. And we draw well to both games, home and away. They yep. travel, we travel. It helps both of us out. Well, lately, we've traveled. Let's just say that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> most. oh yeah. Well, um, well, David, do you have any other questions or comments? Oh, I'm good, man. Well, I know Josh is right now on. I think he he's done with his questions for the day, man. But, man, Ricky, really appreciate everything you've done, man. And I hope to see you on the watch party, I guess, this Wednesday. Is that correct? Or is that next Wednesday? Is this Wednesday? This Wednesday. Yeah, it's uh, in two days. Yes. So where is the watch party, by the way? I think um, it's at the Tolson, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah, Tolson. Tolson. Yep. And what time? Let's see, it's uh, in Miami, so they are six o'clock. Oh, ooh, six o'clock. That's yeah. that straight from work change and head up there. Yeah. So and that's if, doable. If yeah, I don't I'll see, see you there, there the party. yeah. If I don't see you there, um, Thursday is this? No, not this Thursday. I think it's what in ten days they're going to be having the. Uh, watch the players train oh okay yeah yeah i read that on twitter yeah so hopefully i see you there man all right yeah absolutely well thank you so much ricky man and um you take care man (laughs) all right yeah hey is josh still on the line what's what's he doing he i think he he said he was finishing something or (laughs) okay wearing his dad's (laughs) hat or his do-rag one of those two (laughs) <laughs> all right guys well i appreciate you on and it's been fun we oh, yeah. can do it again definitely will man you take care all right see you thanks, later ricky. bye you bet all right well uh thanks thanks for ricky for being on i know ricky's one of the people that really got me involved like i, I went to games too and i you know i felt like even though I, I would sit over there with the supporters section i didn't feel involved that much but Ricky, he was one of the first people to come up and start talking to me. He really made it really enjoyable to watch games. So I really thank Ricky for being on. I'm happy to know him and happy that uh, for everything, he, the passion he brings to the game. Yeah, we. Um, I really appreciate everything he's done. Like we said before, um, we actually got him a veteran's jersey for that veteran's night. Um, us, 918 Brigade, we got him a jersey. Um, who was the player that he, he got signed up with? Was it Dispia? Yep. Yeah, and he's a great guy, man. Ricky, he he does everything with passion. You know, when I first met him, man, I was, you know, we're two different people. We come from two different backgrounds, and you know, always it's kind of great seeing new fans coming in and making this their own team. And I love that, man. And he made it passionate, and really appreciate it. So thank you so much. So uh, let's talk a little USL talk real quick. Um, there was a big signing today. Uh, New Mexico United is bringing back Kevon Freighter. He's a Jamaican uh, 
midfield for um, in 2019, Freighter had nine, or 17 goals with New Mexico United. Across all competitions, he had 14 in the championship. Man, Josh, the signing of Kevon Freighter for New Mexico United, I think that's a real difference maker and going to make them a can make give them a push for that last playoff spot up there in the West, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It seems like they're signing new players every week. I guess they just don't like the squad that they've been rolling with. But they're improving. Yeah, they're, they're well, going out and getting people. I said last the last spot. Right now, they're they're fourth in the West with thirty eight points. They're um, so I think they're really trying to make that push for a home playoff game. I guess what I should say. So, Mariano, uh, Kevon Freighter, big signing. Oh yes, yep. he helped them out a lot. And yeah, I mean, they're not an easy team to beat. You know, they beat us so. You want to talk a little bit of soccer wars real quick? And oh, yeah. On to predictions. So, yes. Yeah, big, big uh, news came out this weekend over Twitter. That's how I found out about it. But uh, Los Angeles Galaxy from the MLS was trying to um, move into the Champions uh, uh, Soccer Stadium out there in Irvine, California, where Orange County plays in USL and, uh, uh, Cal United Strikers at, at NISA and uh, I believe Golden State Force FC, which is a, a NISA Nation squad, play at. And I think that Orange County is trying to bring a women's team in pretty soon. And they were going to play at Championship Stadium there in Irvine. Um, I guess it, went, it was posted on their uh, city council agenda there in Irvine that uh, there was two options. There was going to be uh, Los Angeles Galaxy was going to put a uh, team from MLS Next Pro there, and they would be the sole occupant of all the professional dates. And they opened up a few more for dates for uh, youth or local or whatever soccer clubs. And then there was a proposal, the, the, the standard proposal for uh, Orange County, Cal United, Golden State Forest to play there. But I guess some uh, feedback and pressure mounted and um they pulled that off the agenda tonight and tabled it for a later date but uh i know i know we talked a little bit about it mariano um this has happened before i think a good example of it was uh in chattanooga where chattanooga fc was there for a long time the usl decided to put chattanooga red bulls there and tried to force them out of finley stadium there is this something that just happens i, I i'm pretty I followed uh, American soccer for probably for six, seven, eight years now. But is this something that's normal for U.S. soccer? And uh, does USSF not uh, regulate it? Unfortunately, it's true. Um, it's actually been happening for a long time. I mean, it's just USSF. That's one reason that I'm kind of upset with them. Um when I first heard the news about MLS Galaxy 2 trying to take over that stadium in OC, I was pissed off at the MLS. I was like, why are you trying to take over a stadium? You have your own stadium. First of all, you guys play in Carson. You're not LA bound. You're in Carson. Go and play in Carson. You can find a college or a high school soccer stadium. You can put your Galaxy 2 team in there. You guys don't get any fans, to be honest. Uh, the barely that you do is probably less than 300, but um, yeah, it's it's been happening a lot. It's they try to MLS try to do it in Detroit by putting a team in Detroit. Um, you know, yes, the whole Chattanooga Red Bulls FC thing happened. Uh, prior to that, you know, the whole MLS trying to buy the Cosmos out. Um, it's been happening for a long time, and it's not just MLS. I mean, USL's done it. Um, Nisa's done it um, and they do that to all the lower league teams um, NASL's done it I mean there was a whole big old battle I'm not sure if you guys remembered when um, NASL was supposed to have a stadium in Oklahoma City and mm -hmm. a team in Oklahoma City but the energy swooped in and took it took Taft first and yeah. you know what happened with um, Rayo they went to Mustang Oklahoma yeah. but it's like they're not relegating this. It's USSF. They should be 
more in charge of this. They're allowing MLS any, it's like a war, to be honest. That's why we call it the soccer wars because everybody against everybody, you know, it's, it makes you think what's this pyramid then who, who gives them, who gives MLS division one status? You know, if anybody can hate to say this, screw the other league or teams, what's the point of having a sanctioned pyramid system here? It's not. It's just who who has bigger money, who who can control, you know. And right now, Don Garber is being allowed to do whatever he wants to do. Him and his henchmen. I mean, you can there's a couple more examples recently. Uh, Austin Bold. Yeah. You know. Austin FC went in Austin. I, and I know Austin Bold, their stadium wasn't the most accessible. It was down there at the Circuit of America's down there. And then you could think about St. Louis SC. I mean, they moved in and then MLS and then the St. Louis USL squad had to, they, they folded up because they knew they can't compete. I mean, and right now there's other, as much as I'm pro USL and you ever see me comment on Twitter or not, it's because I want the league to maintain its health. Because honestly, if USL doesn't maintain its health, do I see FC Tulsa moving anywhere else? I, I just don't know. And that that'd be my team would go under, you know. So, you know, USL's done it. They it worries me about the team they're putting in uh, Des Moines. What's that gonna do to the menace? I know there's a difference. There's there's a difference there. I mean, the Des Moines a semi pro team. And they'd be putting a professional team in there. I, I just wish they would throw some money, you know, whoever's putting the Des Moines team in up there in Iowa. Why don't they just, you know, put that money with the menace and get the menace, you know, pro- promoted to a, pro- a professional squad and make them relevant. I mean, that name is a – the team has been very, very successful there. The name, I mean, it's the same way in Fort Worth. They're moving the Austin Bowl, supposedly moving the Austin Bowl to Fort Worth, and the Vaqueros are there. Could could be the same in New Orleans. The Jesters, and I think there's another team there, and USL's putting a team there. It just, I wish there was, I wish there was more cooperation and a better, you know, it's it's great the USL's putting a team in New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I I love going there, but I don't want to see them step on other uh, entities. You know what I mean? No, I I understand fully, man. For me. I when I first started hearing all about these soccer wars, and it actually happened here in Tulsa as well, you know, with the athletics and Tulsa Roughnecks at the time. Um, it's just for me, I kind of see it the European way, you know, there could be multiple teams here, you know, no yeah. one is handed, I don't want nobody to be handed, you know, money or you know, sympathy votes or stuff like that because oh, they were here first. This is soccer. It's competition. It's competitiveness. You know, who could bring out more fans? Who can have the better players? Who can be in the better leagues? You know, that that standpoint, I'm fine with, you know, and to a certain point, you know, Tulsa Roughnecks did that. You know, they didn't go and try to steal their stadium. They didn't try to steal their rights or stuff like that. You know, they try to make a better product on the field for Tulsans to see, you know. Yeah. Um, what happened at Chattanooga is a little bit different. What's happening to OC is a little bit different. The club's yeah, not only trying that. to take the team, you know, from the city, but they're trying to take the stadium, you know, they're trying to kick out the other people out of there. And it's, that's just not right. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the things that, uh, kind of, when I was reading the, the proposal on the agenda for the Irvine city council was LA galaxy two would be the sole professional team to be able to occupy that stadium right now look at orange county they're sharing that with uh two nisa squads pretty much a nisa yep. nation and a nisa so there's a little bit of cooperation there that that orange county is not saying you can't be here because you're nisa la galaxy and mls was saying you can't be here because you're usl and that uh, to me it'd be like Say say Oklahoma City was back. FC Dallas says, "Oh, we want to get a toehold up there in Norman or Oklahoma City, that region." Sorry, we're going to go and buy. We're going to go to the Oklahoma public school system and say we would like to rent out Taft for the next five years, but only we can rent it out. 
Now, other amateur teams can use it. Schools can use it for the high school championship, but we can be the only professional team. Yeah, it's just not right. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. And from what I read, the Chattanooga situation was sort of that away. But uh, and that's not right. So shame on USL for trying to do that. But you know, it, it, if LA Galaxy says, "Hey, we'll play our games on Wednesday. You can have it on Saturdays." Cool, go with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. LA Galaxy two is they don't report their numbers because they're getting either a they're not letting people in or b they're getting less than five hundred people. Yep. Now the thing that I want to see is when is Jake Edwards, the you know the president of the league, when is he going to put his foot down? You know this he's been allowing this, you know over and over and over again, and there's nothing being done. USSF ain't going to do nothing to Don Garber no. or MLS. You know when is Papa Doc is and Edwards going to say, hey, enough? I, I yeah. you're stealing my teams, you're destroying teams at the process. Not just wow. USL, not NISA, and then there's going to be lower league teams. There might be a partnership with an MPSL team, maybe in contracts coming to fruition, but we don't know, and we'll never know if we just let MLS do whatever they want to do. Yeah. yeah. I was actually surprised they actually put that on the homepage at the USL Championship website at Orange County. It says Orange County and fans defend at home. But to me, the 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 – one way the USL can go about trying to help its organizations. Championship stadium is a 5,000, not even 5,000 seat stadium. I don't believe, I think it's right around there. They could help secure funds for each team to go build their own stadium. I know. And it wouldn't be anything. A pop. They built a pop-up stadium down in Phoenix. Oh, I'm just, I know land is at a premium in California. It would just be like trying to help them secure funds to get stadiums built. That way, LA, Gal LA Galaxy can't go to the Irvine City Council and say, hey, here's some money, because you know that's what happened. That's what happened behind closed doors. They're trying to, they're trying to get their uh, toehold, maybe go up to Division Two, and that would be kicking us out. So you know, you know they, they were trying to offer money for this. And I, I read something, one of the counselors said, the city counselors, that it was posted on Twitter, so that uh, there was concerns from other community organizations about the field being tore up. That's not the only uh, grounds there at Championship Soccer Stadium. I believe there's a multitude of soccer fields there. And the one they play, that's the big stadium for there. So it would be like, us tearing up Titan Stadium. You know, there's about there's five or six fields there. There's multiple fields to play on. Yeah. So I, I think the USL really needs to sit down and try to go over some financials, bring in some more backers, you know, bring in some more big sponsors and distribute that money to the teams for the sole purpose of building your own stadiums. And this is this team, Orange County, isn't like a bottom dwelling team. They're the defending hmm. champions. I mean, yeah. USL, wake up. This is your champs. You're going to allow them to just get kicked out of their house? Yeah. Come on. It kind of it kind of feels like they were targeted maybe for that reason. That, they're also selling players. You know, they got that yep. partnership deal with Rangers. It's like yep. they got great at academy system. I mean, it's, it's just one thing after the other. And if I remember right, Orange County is a USL original. Um, you know? Yeah, they were the Orange County Blues. Yeah, and they were the LA Blues before that. So I think, I think the standard is saying that USL championship goes back to 2011 ish, and I think they were what with like the Charleston Battery and Pittsburgh Riverhounds and Richmond Kickers were originals. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think their MLS might be a little upset that they're having to play USL in the US Open Cup Finals. They're a little embarrassed by that. And I think they're really upset for like people like Kobe Henry, who Orange County sold overseas, or Jose Gallegos, who San Antonio sold overseas. Or it's kind of like the only person that's being sold to MLS from USL is Diego Luna. 
It's because the MLS is lowballing and giving them very, very low value for players when USL said, oh, we can almost get a million dollars for this guy overseas. Mm-hmm. And I think they're not liking that. That's what I'm going to start saying on September 7th. Go Sacramento. All right. <laughs> All right. So Josh, Josh is being quiet over there during our soccer wars talk. <laughs> That's okay. I think he wants to be quiet for this one. You good, Josh? I'm just listening to you guys talk. Okay. You guys want to uh, make some predictions for next week's games? Go for it. Yeah. Can All we right. can we talk about what happened this week? No. Go ahead. Next week's predictions. Come on. Wednesday's right. game. What's Wednesday's first actually, game? Actually, Tuesday game. Tuesday game. Oh, Tuesday game. Okay. As the Red Bulls two host Atlanta Red Bulls two take on Atlanta United two out in New Jersey. Mariano, who you got? Uh, Red Bulls two against who? Uh, Atlanta United two. Oh man, I'm not going for <laughs> Red Bulls two. Um, two to nothing. Josh, Red Bulls two to nothing. Uh, one one draw over here. Wednesday, you had three games, including FC Tulsa taking the Miami U- Miami FC. I almost called them Miami United. Wow. <laughs> I thought you didn't <laughs> want to talk about no United talk tonight. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so let's move to the San Antonio as fighting Harry's. Oh man, let's delete that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. All right, uh, the first game Wednesday night, San Antonio FC takes on Loudon United in San Antonio. Josh, who you like? San Antonio five to nothing. Wow, Mariano. Oh, man, I could say three to nothing, maybe. I'm going three one, San Antonio. Uh, the other game on Wednesday is San Diego Loyal take on Monterey Bay Union. Uh, San Antonio is red hot. I got them four to one over Monterey. Josh? Uh, three to one. Right. Oh. I, I agree. Yeah. Three to one as well. Josh didn't say who, so I'm going to put it three one Monterey. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> All right, Friday games. You got Red Bull twos t- take on Matt Sheldon in the Charleston Battery. Josh, go ahead and pick Matt. <laughs> oh, Red Bulls won nothing. What? Ooh. Someone didn't get a phone call this week. <laughs> I'm going to go one nothing, Charleston. Wow. One one draw. What? Boring. Right. Yeah, I know, right? Colorado Springs host El Paso in Colorado. Um, Man, 2-2 draw. Mariano. Oh, man. Um, say 3-2, Colorado. Josh? I go 3-2, Colorado. Right. Orange County takes on J.J. Williams and the Phoenix Rising in Orange County at Championship Soccer Stadium. Josh? Phoenix, 3-1. Okay. Mariano? I'm going to say 2-1, Phoenix. Did you know Ben Lunt from Phoenix has five uh, clean sheets in a row? No, I did not. Phoenix, and Phoenix has only won one of those games. Wow. So with with that, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a nil nil draw. Okay. All right. So Saturday you got Hartford Athletic take on Indy eleven in Hartford, Connecticut. Josh, are you like Indy three to one? Um, we'll go Hartford. Two to one, Mariana. I'm gonna say two two draw. Okay. Pittsburgh hosts Memphis nine one at Highmark Stadium. Josh, go ahead and pick Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh three to one. <laughs> Mariana. Uh, I'm gonna say, oh man, two nothing Pittsburgh. Memphis three to one. Atlanta United two hosts Miami FC in a. Uh, that's not really Atlanta, but they're where they play at. Uh, I think it's like uh, God, bank. It, it, it has a bank in it. Yeah, it's Fifth Third Bank know. Stadium, but it's not. It's not in Atlanta, so it's kind of like Red Bulls too. They don't play. It's in, in like New York, Cray, Crayshaw, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Miami's going to win it four to zero. Yeah, I say 3-0 Miami. Josh. Miami 
four to nothing. Birmingham hosts San Diego Loyal in Birmingham. Josh? Oh, Birmingham won nothing. Marion? Man, uh, I voted against last time. I'm going to vote again this time. 2-1 San Diego. No love for the people up there in Birmingham, huh, Marion? I am hoping, you know, this week's turn. It's how will right. Let me just say I'll be right. That's it. <laughs> Two two draw. Detroit hosts Oakland Roots in Keyworth Stadium. Uh, Mariano, who, who you got? Oh, man, Detroit. I say two one. Gosh. Detroit two to one. Same score. Louisville City hosts Tampa Bay Rowdies. This is going to be a really really good game. The game's going to be at their Lynn Family Stadium. Um, I got Tampa Bay winning it. Uh, three to two, Josh. Uh, Louisville winning it three to two. Mariano, there you, Josh. Steel Mines. I gotta say, Louis City three, three one. Okay. San Antonio hosts Las Vegas Lights in San Antonio. Josh, who you got? Uh, three nothing, San Antonio. Mariano, I say four to one, San Antonio. Wow, I got it two one, San Antonio. <laughs> Uh, Monterey Bay Union hosts Sacramento Republic at Seaside, California. Josh, who you like? I go one one draw. Okay, um, two to one Sacramento. Mariana, two nothing Sacramento. Uh, one game on Sunday is Los Dos takes on New Mexico United. Mariana, who you like? I'm gonna say oh one one draw. Josh. Three nothing New Mexico United. Three one New Mexico over here, and that is week twenty three of the USL. All right, so some FC Tulsa talk real quick. Yep. Well, I think the only really news that's came out is uh, right now um, there's three hundred tickets as of earlier today. Um, I'm guessing it's for each game. But uh, the next three home matches, if you buy a midfield terrace ticket, you can get dollar beers. So the August 20th game against Indy 11, the August 24th game against Hartford Athletic, and the August 27th game against Loudoun United. Buy one of those tickets there in the mid midfield, you can get dollar beers. Um, Nando's, he's he's hoping it's 918 Cerveza. Oh, yeah. Him, <laughs> him and um, Ricky. And they're right. It, it, out of the can isn't that great, but in the glass is not terrible. I've I've drank worse beer. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else FC Tulsa related? There really hasn't been a whole lot of news. No, I think that's it. It's been a pretty dead few weeks. Yeah, it's it's calm before the storm. Sam's gonna come up with something magical pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we got a game on Wednesday. It's against Miami FC. Right now, Miami FC sits seventh in the East. Um, they played 23 games. They've got a 9-7-7 seven, and seven record with a goal differential of plus four. In the last five games, they are 3-1-1. One, and one. They're sitting at 34 points, um, nine ahead of us. So this is a six-point swing for us this week. I mean – we win this game, we move within six points, two games. We lose, we we're uh, at the twelve point mark, four games out. So this, I think, this is a must win. If there ever is a must win, Josh, you think so? Oh yeah, this is this is a season defining game right here. Like you said, we lose twelve points out, we win six points in, but uh, yeah, must win, must win. Big must-win game. Mariano, uh, the, the saving grace Miami FC really has not been a very solid home team. They're 3-4-4 four, and four on the year, but they've got a two-game win streak. Do you think we – I know our, our road record's been weak, but do you think this is something their, their home record is weak we might be able to take advantage of? Oh, yes. But it's – depends on the formation how we start off 
Um, hopefully Marcus Epps is starting and I hope our defense is ready, man, because Revis, you know, he's coming back for some vengeance and hopefully we can search, like kind of make sure that he doesn't get on the ball too much and just, you know, hopefully with their non-home game winning ways that we can capitalize on it. So on the year, FC or Miami FC, the Miami FC, they've allowed 23 goals, so uh, won a game. They do have 11 clean sheets, and they've only scored 27 uh, shots or 27 goals on 93 shots on target, which is about a 14% conversion rate. So, I mean, to me, the, the big thing with this is they've scored 25 of their goals inside the box. So if our defense can you know, put enough pressure to keep them outside the box, I think we've got a good chance of winning this game. But it's going to take a really, really good defensive effort. Um, Josh, who would be the back line you would hope to see starting against Miami FC? Oh, let's see. Uh, Dispay. Uh, he's back. Rodriguez is back from his red card. Right. That was yeah. a long, long time ago. Yeah. So yeah. Rodriguez and Bradley, that three. And then Noah Powder and McFarland on the uh, weeks. I like that. Uh, Mariano, they average about 47% possession and have a 78.8 pass per- percentage rate. Um, le- let me ask you, Mariano, Peter Chuik, would you like to see him start next to uh, Eric Bird and let Bird roam a little bit free, freer in the midfield and Chuik be able to drop back as a holding mid or a uh, a center defensive mid. I think I called for that a long time ago, but um, yeah, I think that pairing would be great. Chuich is a good, you know, central defender, midfielder, and Eric Bird, he can, I would like to see him like, you know, play a little bit more forward midfielder, kind of creating more plays for the team, but that's, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. I, I think, I've seen some bright spots when we've uh, had Chewy starting as a center defensive mid. I mean, they scored 25 of their 27 goals in the box. So if we could, maybe he could drop back a little bit and fried some more defensive pressure to keep the ball out of the box. I think we got a good chance of uh, holding him off, but you brought up a big name while ago, Mariano, Joaquin Rivas. Um, Who is Joaquin, that? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're just, not starting that just, today. Just the uh, second all-time leading goal scorer in FC Tulsa history. Uh, get a uh, relevant. Yeah. But it, it, the Mariano, it, FC Miami, Miami FC, they have most of their goals. They've been a, a goal scoring by committee this year. Romeo Parks has five goals. Kyle Murphy has five. Uh, Othello Ball has three. Josh Perez has three. And he was a guy that impressed me when we played him here. Pierre DeSilva's got two. Uh, Reed's got two. Uh, Florian Valet, he's got two. Uh, Chapman Page has one, and Palacios has one. So you really can't key in on one player, but Kyle Murphy, I think, is going to be the big threat if he's starting up front. Um, what What do you think about Kyle Murphy? Oh, um, didn't he just score his fiftieth goal of yeah, it was his some, career? Yeah, it was something like that. And he played for Memphis nine hundred one last year. He just seemed to score a ton of goals against us last year. Oh yes. And um, this year he has a, a great person playing the wings, passing to him. I'm not going to say his name because you already know who we're talking about. But, um, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. That's why I hope our defense is stout. And, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, dropping the bus in the first 15 to 20 minutes is kind of contain their mega jug of <laughs> offensive threats and stuff like that. But, um. Yeah, I just hope we kind of play defensive at first and play a little counter ball against them and score a couple goals like we did Birmingham. Josh, um, the last few games, something I've noticed was huge was we've given up a lot of corner kicks or free kicks near the box, just right outside the box. But I think we've given up, man, I want to say the last three games, each game we've given up at least 10 corner kicks. And when we played Miami at Tulsa, I noticed – Every time they uh, had a corner kick, they keyed in on uh, 
you know, Florian uh, Ballot, um, probably butchering his last name, but every time they did a corner kick, the ball was directed to him so he could flick it on and try to score on the scramble goals. Do you think we can shut – we shut him down in that game, but do you think we can shut him down again on corner kicks like that? Josh? Mariano. Yeah. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Well, would you like to answer my question since Josh oh, yes. is sleeping? I hope so. Yep. No, I agree. I'm, I'm hoping that we can shut him down again. And like I said, just keep the defense nice and tight and do plenty of counterattacks against them. Yeah, it just seemed like he was always either starting right there in front of the goalkeeper or right there on the near post to the corner kick. And that's where they would try to direct every corner kick was to him. And he would just try to flick it on, either on goal or back to uh, the big bodies right that were attacking the net. So I think it's really, really important for Austin Wormel in this game. I think he's going to be a big key for FC Tulsa to keep the defensive line uh, lined out and straightened out and to call uh, defensive sets. When they when they're on the attack from uh, set pieces. Yep. Oh, we lost Josh. Yeah, we did. All right, but uh, That's all right. yeah, FC Miami or Miami FC. Any uh, <laughs> I know I'm doing that on purpose. Sorry, guys. I know. <laughs> uh, Miami FC. Anything else you want to talk about them? No, it's just a return for a couple players. You know, Dario used yeah. to play up there in, in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, not for Miami FC, but he played in. Yeah, South he played Florida for Miami for FC. Oh, he did. Yes, he, he did. Miami. Yeah. I'm when they were in the uh, in Nisa, or was it yep. in his? Yeah. yeah. I was just yeah. thinking of his MPSL team. Right. And yeah, but um, yeah, it's a return for him. You know, I think um, Despierre, I think he um played a little bit down there as well, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh, bet he'll have plenty of um, other um, fellow Cuban national players that are playing down there or he'll get to visit. Also, while we're recording today is Dario's birthday. Happy birthday, yep. Dario. Dario, oh, 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 yep. yep. Yeah, and uh, Callum Chapman Page, you know, he was, he, was oh, yeah. he played played a year with us. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to be, and can't forget Joaquin. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, all right. So yeah, big game on big game on Wednesday. We got to win this one. So I think it's I think this is the definition of must win. So oh yes, there's thirty three points, thirty three yep. more points to game that they're on the table. All we got to do is win the games. Yeah. Um, you get anything locally? I don't. I really don't. I don't either. But I do want to congratulate FC Motown. Um, they beat yep. the other team. I forget the name. Yep. They beat them at um actually didn't they play their match at the New York Rebels 2 stadium as well? Oh man, I I didn't. I I just know they won. I didn't I didn't look further into it. No problem. I just was watching the highlights and I thought I saw the Rebels 2 logo on the side and I was like, man, that's awesome. But congratulations to them and um and if you get a chance to watch the highlight goals, um, FC Motown was down two to three and they came back to score two goals. One was literally on extra minutes and he knocked it past the goalie and then kicked it in to win the game. Yeah. Um, before we go to hot takes, um, just one little other USL. We didn't talk much about the games last week, but uh, did you see the Memphis kid? He's a 17 year old. I think his last name's like Knight or something like that. Oh, yes. With the with that sweet bicycle kick he had, yep, I saw that man. man. That was that was sick. Now, how would you like to be seventeen years old in your first professional game and you score a bicycle kick? <laughs> I wish that's that's my FIFA twenty twenty two little <laughs> trick shots right there. But yeah, this is a dream. But that's awesome, yeah. man. Right. Um, hot takes. You want to go into that or? Oh yeah, let's anything, go. Let anything else Josh... you want to talk about? No, I think that's it. Let's look, Josh, come back in, and okay, we'll um, we'll do some hot takes. Uh, you know, it's gonna be. That's about the Premier League. 
All right, Josh, go with your hot take. Yep. All right, are you guys ready for some hot takes? Yes, I am. Go Go ahead. All right. So I want you guys both to predict the the top 10. We're like at the end of the season where everyone's going to finish, what the top 10 is going to look like in the Premier League. I don't care who goes first. Go ahead, David. I'll give you it. I'll give you top six. Yeah. Okay, top six. So, top six. So top four will be in no particular order because those are Champions League spots. No one. Okay. It's going to be City, right. uh, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, and I hate to say it, but Tottenham. And five and six okay. will be Arsenal and Manchester United for the Europa League spots. <laughs> Right. I guess it's my turn. Well, I am going to say, and no particular order for my top four as well, but number one, Chelsea. Number two, Liverpool. Who's she? Say what? Who's she? (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Josh Jr. over here. Um, I'll repeat them again because you might have not heard it. Chelsea, number one. Number two, Liverpool. Number three, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Arsenal. Number four is going to be Tottenham. And my five and six, it's going to be shitty. And then, I'm sorry, (laughs) City. And then one that nobody's going to see coming, but I think Brighton Albion. Crickets. Crickets. Crickets, what? Uh, all right. All right. Hot take for Josh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, man. Holland. 30 goals. Yes. Plus, yes. Or more or less this season in the Premier League for Holland. Uh, more. He's going to score 42. God. He's got 40 more to go. Mar- yep. Mariano. Go ahead. How uh-huh. how much playing time per game is Pulisic going to get this year for Chelsea? Average? Yeah. I'm going to say maybe 15, 15 minutes per game, maybe. That's so disrespectful. How? He's he's a, he's such he's so good. He's, no, I mean, he's, uh... who would he sub in for? Who should he take the place for? He's better than Raheem Sterling. Oh my God. Your replies after this is known and void. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Unfortunately. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Says the shitty fan. Oh, well, okay. anyways. Well, I want to be a little bit sinister in this. If a USL team can take, let's just say you're Jake Edwards and you want to do a little payback. What city in the MLS you want to put a USL team in there and take away their fans and their stadium? Who would it be? This one's easy. I'll go first. Go ahead. Take back Nashville. I really liked Nashville when they were in the USL. I was quite sad when they moved to the MLS, but yeah, I'll take back Nashville. I hate to say this, but I think Garbo would just give them back to you, but that's my opinion. Go ahead, David. Um, sporting KC. Um, we got a decent sports complex up there, and it'd be a local rival for us. And we could change this the name back to Swope Park Rangers. So pretty nice stadium. I got to see it over the weekend. Well, do you guys got anything else to say? Um, no. Well, awesome. Well. Thank you all for um, listening to this episode. Um, Thank you, Ricky, for being on. Really appreciate everything you've done for us and for being on tonight as well. Well, if you all like this, do me a favor, share it, like it, um, send it to your friends, you know, tell them about this podcast. But other than that, vamos Tulsa.
Vamos Tulsa. Vamos Tulsa. About the block you kick it on or the pot you pissing. I'm from my hot hell of poverty where cops are killing. The youth to lock their prison, gotta get from round this living. I hold my own and I don't even got a chrome. I caught the block, mama oldest acting like he grown. Now peep the logic. I got a heap of problems, a mathematician, you see, I gotta keep it honest, a past offensive, from my childhood, a force you to forfeit, turn stitch across over source work for corporate, the hardship is not marked for fake artists barking, the artsy astrologist, a star to your rocket ship, soon as I change styles, the moment that y'all pocket it, prophets eyes, prophesize giant side dollar clips for blessings, there ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging 20 G's a session. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through with some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through with some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. Yeah, outside in the casa.